In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. In this uh, series of glorious Sundays that follow Pascha and convey us all the way to Pentecost, we have reached the Sunday of the blind man. Perhaps something in us says it must be the feast day of each one of us, because of course we are all blind, spiritually blind. We do not see what is around us. We do not see how to deal, to cope with things. We are, uh, we are in many ways blinded, but today we deal with this man who was born blind, and Christ heals him. He places some earth and saliva on his eyes and tells him to wash in the pool of Siloam, there in Jerusalem, which was a cleansing, healing place. And so he did it and he saw. Well, of course, this is a stupendous miracle. As he himself says, when was it ever heard in all the world that a man who was born blind suddenly receives his sight? This isn't a man who was blind because of some kind of injury in childhood or adulthood. This was a man who was born without sight. And now he sees. Well, of course, it is a stupendous miracle from one angle, but from another angle... Is not the God who created eyes and eyesight in the first place able to give a man who is blind sight? Of course he can. But what is natural for God and possible and easy is impossible for us. And our mind quakes before this miracle, as it does before, in fact, most of the miracles. And the man sees, and this is a wondrous thing. This should be a thing of paramount joy. You can imagine how his family, which has had to deal with this blind baby and blind toddler and blind little boy and big boy and young man, how the family must be exulting with joy in the, uh, in the restoration of, uh, of this uh, man. And yet this was not to be. Because, of course, immediately the institution swings into action and wants to know details. Exactly who, when, where, why, and how. Well, so, he says, I don't know. (laughs) I just know that this man did it. Well, then, of course, he finds out that it's Jesus of Nazareth, and he confesses that it is Jesus of Nazareth. And then, of course, we get, in addition to the institutional uh, self-protecting moves, we get politics because it says that the Jews have already agreed that anyone who calls Jesus of Nazareth the Messiah is going to be thrown out of the synagogue. That is simply ostracized from society as such. Whatever few uh, safety nets there are under any people in that particular era will themselves be removed. And so they go to uh, the parents of this man who clearly now can see There's no question about the fact that he can see how many fingers am I holding up. Well, they say, yes, we know that this is our son. And yes, it is true that he was born blind. And yes, it's true that he can see. But it says in Greek, he's of age, ask him. And uh, again, the gospel supplies the subtext here. There's what's going on in the parenthesis. And that is that... uh, they, uh, they are afraid of the Jews. 
because they don't themselves want to be thrown out of the synagogue. They don't want to be ostracized from all of society and to be unable to interact with anybody. You know, once that happens, you don't go to the market and buy food. No one will sell to you. Somebody bumps up against you accidentally, they're polluted. They have to go and cleanse themselves. So this is, to say the least, and put it very mildly, an inconvenience. It's more than that. And so this is a kind of dodge on the part of his parents, his mom and dad, who would like to be simply rejoicing about the whole thing, and instead they have to run and hide and cower. This is not the proper response to miracle. Especially such a wonderful miracle as taking a blind man and giving him his sight. My goodness gracious, this is grand stuff. And so uh, now the young man is met by Christ and he learns his name and he says who he is. And uh, the Jews say, what do you mean? How can this be? We know that, that this man cannot be the Messiah because he, we, we don't know anything about his background. And then you see that the blind man, who now can see, has a kind of humor in him, a kind of dark humor, because his response to the Jewish authorities, and you know they were pretty scary people, <laughs> he says, well now here is a marvelous thing. You don't know much about this guy, and yet he, he gave me my sight and I was born blind. <laughs> so then they throw the guy out. Well... That often happens when you get your sight. You, think, you see things that perhaps before you didn't know much about. <laughs> you know, and you end up singing that song, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. <laughs> and it's tough when you get sight. It's tough when you can see. Because you become accountable. You become responsible for what you can see. And as God gives you more and more, your accountability is more and more. And so people are a little scared of knowing too much and seeing too much. This is, uh, takes us into the <coughs> dynamic of what happens in a society that is hostile to Christ when someone is converted to Christ through some means, in this case, this miracle of sight. That your life improves in a certain area the miracle is yours. You possess it. You benefit from it. Perhaps in many other areas, however, you begin to learn just how high a price you pay and are going to continue to pay for being the beneficiary of some miracle. It is never easy, brothers and sisters, to confess Christ. It is never easy to know who He is to be able to answer his own question, who do men say that I am, and who do you say that I am? If ever there was a further exegesis of that circumstance, which originally, of course, involved St. Peter and the Holy Apostles, it is this story of the blind man, because now he does know. And knowledge can be dangerous, and ideas have consequences. The question then becomes an interesting one, perhaps to some extent an ethical question. Exactly what are you willing to pay for being the beneficiary of the miracle of Jesus Christ, the Son of God and God? 
Sometimes the price is extremely high. Your life itself may be on the line. At other times there are other costs involved. And in our own time, the costs are sometimes quite heavy. May God grant that the somewhat combative spirit of the blind man, who will defiantly stand up and talk back even to the Jewish authorities, that that spirit may invest you and me as well. Because I suspect that to the degree that we can see and more and more, we will need it. Amen.